Hello and welcome to the Unparalleled Success Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods, and today I will be getting my seven teams in seven days preview for the Canadian division in the NHL this year. We will be talking about the Winnipeg Jets with my classmate from the radio broadcasting program at Algonquin College, Eric Raymond. He will join us right after the theme song. Let's get into it. Alexi, and Chris, Phillips, Ball, Geddes, Mollett, Mike Fisher, Marion, Hosa, Martin, Havlat, Pizza Line, Ray Emery, Brian Murray, Redden, Lee Cowan, Smith, Neal, Fat by Guide, Walrus, Chara, Heatley, Alfie, all left the team, Andrew Hammond, Kyle, Tursa, Benajat, Double D on Mark Stone, Carlson, Matt Duchesne, single, Hogberg, Shabata, Chuck, unparalleled success. We didn't start the rebuild. It was always brewing since 2009 We didn't start the rebuild No, we didn't start it, but this time we've got it Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Unparalleled Success Season Preview for the Canadian teams. I'm your host, Ryan Woods, and with me today is my Winnipeg Jets expert, Eric Raymond. How's it going, Eric? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm living the dream. Today's my birthday, actually, so I'm excited about that, turning 22. It should be a very interesting year for myself as well as the NHL. Uh, Before we get into the preview for the Jets, how about you tell us about your support for the Jets and how you got into their team. Yeah, so basically um, I grew up about two hours from Winnipeg in the small town Kenora, Ontario. Um, I wasn't old enough when the the original Jets were there. Um, They left when I was about nine or ten, so wasn't quite old enough to really start following hockey, but uh, was hoping and hoping and hoping for them to get a team back. And then sure enough, 2011, they moved the the Thrashers from Atlanta over to to Winnipeg, and I got my second team because, I mean, I live in Ottawa just like you do, obviously, so cheer for the Sens, but Winnipeg is kind of as close to home as possible. So, And you actually got a chance to go to a Jets game a few years ago. Yeah, so 2018, in uh, October 2018, I flew back home for the first time in about 10 years or so to visit some friends, and my friend and I went to see the Leafs and the Jets play at Bell MTS Place, and it was absolutely incredible. So it's been five months now since the Jets lost in the uh, return to play against Calgary. It's been a long off season. But were your what were your impressions on the moves that uh, Kevin Cheveldayoff made for the team this off season? Um, he made a couple of really good ones. I was really, really happy that they brought back Paul Stasny. Um, he was a crucial part of our team a few years ago when we made the run for the Western Conference Final, I believe it was, against Vegas and lost. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be a nice addition. He's going to be comfortable with the guys. He's already been in that locker room before, so it's going to help a lot. And 
based off of your knowledge from training camp so far, it's only been a few days, but it's uh, obviously a lot shorter training camp this season. What do you expect the lines to look like for the Jets' opening night game against Calgary on Thursday? Yeah, um, I mean, I think based on some of the training camp lineups so far, you'll probably be, I mean, you'll probably see something like uh, Ehler, Shifley, and Wheeler, as their top line, they've kind of been together for the majority of the time that all three of those players have played together. Um, Connor, Stasny, and Line, that's going to be a killer line with the the speed of Connor, the shot of Line, and the passing of Stasny. Get that line re reacquainted after uh, having so much success a couple of years back. Cop, uh, Lowry, and Appleton, that will definitely be a really good power uh, trio. And then you have uh, the almighty... Mathieu Perrault, I think it's his seventh season in Winnipeg. He's just been he's been a fire in the locker room. He's definitely given a lot of spark. Uh, some of the newer guys, Thompson and Vestalainen, uh, I think they might crack the lineup. There's still a few other spots that might get taken over by those two, um, but we'll see. And then on the defense, yeah, uh, Josh Morrissey, Tucker Poolman, that's going to be a stud defenseman uh, top combo. Uh, Nathan Beaulieu, Dylan DeMello, the, the acquired one from the Ottawa Senators last season. Uh, he stepped in and he played really big for, for Winnipeg down the stretch and then in the, the restart. And then uh, the, the interesting one will be Pionk uh, and Forbort. Uh, Forbort's kind of newer to the team, so that's going to be interesting. And then, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Vesna Trophy defending champion, defending winner, uh, Connor Hellebuck in net, and then Laurent Boissois in the, uh, in the backup. Thanks for going over the lines there. I always like to visualize things before the season starts to see how teams stack up on paper against each other. And when I look at the Jets' top six, it is uh, as bona fide as a top six as there is in the NHL and in the Canadian division. Of course, the Leafs have such elite talent. But even the Jets, like people underestimate how talented Kyle Connor is. He is as elite as it gets. And Mark Shifley, not only is he a point-per-game player, but he's so responsible defensively, and Blake Wheeler is one of the best captains in the league, and that's not even talking about Ehlers, Statsny, and Line as well. So when you look at the Jets roster, what do you think are the potential biggest strengths and weaknesses heading into this season, and how do you think that their lineup stacks up against other teams in the North Division? Yeah, so, I mean, their biggest strength, I definitely think, is A, in goal, um, with Connor Hellebuck, like I said, defending Vesna Trophy winner, um, just absolute stud in, in between the pipes. Um, he is very hard to beat some most nights, um, some nights, but most nights, I should say. Um, and then they're, they're, like you say, their top six. Their top six is going to be incredible this year. Uh, the chemistry that will come back from a couple of years back with Connor, Stasny, and Line. I mean, you get Line out there and he gets his spot and he's like Ovechkin where you, you get him the puck in his spot in his wheelhouse and it's in the back of the net before the goal even has a chance to blink. So, I mean, it's that's definitely going to be good. And then, I mean, not to mention the top line, the, the Ehlers, Wheeler, uh, and Shifley line has just always had such good chemistry, been very, very strong. And then, I mean, for weaknesses, I, I don't really call it a weakness, but the defense hasn't been the same since they lost a couple of their big guys uh, before last season. 
Um, losing a guy like Dustin Bufflin is practically impossible to replace. 200, 200 and almost 300 pound guy, just bruising, just destroying people left, right, and center. That's really hard to replace. And then not to mention a six foot seven Tyler Myers. Like that's another huge loss, like big guy to just stand in front of the net and block shots left, right, and center. So, I mean, their defense is going to be a little bit stronger. I think this year they've got a, another year under them with up, but yeah, they'll definitely. Uh, I think the defense will be improved, but it just may not be their their strongest side of the the, the puck. And it's hard to compare Winnipeg's defense because for years they were the standard of the league for the top four blueprint. Because there's like you also didn't mention Jacob Truba, so that top four with Myers, Truba, Bufflin, and uh, now Morrissey. If they had have been able to keep that, it would have been hard for any team to keep up with them for top four defense but uh yeah like... definitely i mean they they they're definitely that was an insane uh quad quadro quattro whatever you want to call it uh the top four in that in that couple years where they made the deep run against vegas in the western final and lost out on a chance to make it to the cup but yeah um all all of those guys are big losses for the defense and you could tell that they struggled last year but I think having another year under them, adding some players, it's going to definitely help. And before we move on, I just want to say how much I love Josh Morrissey. He's like as good as a one defense as it gets, and he's still so young. He has so much room to continue to improve. So as even if we consider it a weakness now, and you look at uh, Poolman as well, and uh, Mello, like the veteran preference, it has the potential when you include Pionk as well, to become a strength again for the Jets in the future. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're, like I say, they're not they're not veteran veterans like like a, a guy like a, a Bufflin or a Chara or any of those type of guys in the league. But yeah, they're they're definitely getting there. They're they're building their defense from the bottom up, and and I think they're gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of people this year. Patrick Laine entering his fifth season this year, and last year he boy. had his. He was on pace for his fourth consecutive thirty-season goal. He probably would have hit it if they had been able to finish the season. But uh, going into this year, what are your expectations for what he can do? And do you think this might be the last season for Laine in Winnipeg? Um, I mean, in regards to expectations, I it's a 56-game season. It's a very condensed season. I think having him play the same teams over and over again, eventually they're going to start to figure him out. But I still think in 56 games, you might see him hit 25, 30 goals. Uh, if he gets hot, he might even hit 40. Um, he When he's hot, he is hot. Like, there's... There were stretches over his last few years where, I mean, St. Louis, he went into St. Louis and scored five goals in one game. So if he gets hot in the game, he's practically unstoppable and he'll just fire at will and get the puck in behind the goalie like six times in a game if he really wants to. Um, as for his last season in Winnipeg, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see a trade happening. Um, unless the trade is like so incredible that they just cannot turn it down. Um, he's a franchise forward. He's like I said before, uh, he's, he's like an Ovechkin where 
he gets in his in his office, so to speak, and winds up and gets that one timer and he connects on it. Nobody can stop that puck. Like it's, I think that they'll 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 end up lo- locking him up long term. Um, I think that he's going to end up staying there. He's going to be the face of the franchise, um, along with the Shifleys and and the Wheelers. Obviously, Wheelers getting a little bit older there, but. I mean the 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 Ehlers, the Connor, the Shifley, the the Lineys, like there's a lot of good young guys coming up in that in that team. So I think he'll stick around. As great as Line is as a sniper, why do you think he has such a reputation of a guy that uh, the Jets would want to move on from or potentially get him out of the locker room? Is there something about his play defensively, or is it a personality thing? Or is it something that the media is making a way bigger deal of than you think it is? I personally think it's more along the sides of the media. Um, they seem to be making it more of a deal. And I mean, even was it first day of training camp this year where Liney said, I have never requested a trade. I don't know why my agent would say stuff that I haven't even said. Like there's, there's obviously some disconnect there, but I would personally say, like, he's he's young. He's only been in the league for, like you said, this will be five seasons. It's not like he's a veteran guy and he's cocky and he's like, oh, I just need to, to make $10 million a year. But it's also one of those situations where I think the defensive side, he worked on a lot last year. And that's why you saw his game kind of turn into more of an all-around game. And if he can continue that, he's going to be good on both ends of the rink. So, I mean, we all know what he can do with his shot in the face-off circle or in around the net, but it's it's the defensive side that, yes, he was definitely more focused on scoring in his first couple seasons, but the last season and a bit, he's started to play a little bit better defensively. And I think a lot of it had to do with just the young the youngness coming into the league at 18, um, being quote unquote lazy um, when it, when he was coming back up the ice, like he'd spend so much energy that he just couldn't get down the ice quick enough to help on the defensive side. But I think he's going to be a, a well-rounded player for a long time. Paul Maurice is currently the second longest tenured head coach in the NHL behind only John Cooper of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's despite the Jets having only won two playoff series since he was hired in January of 2014. What do you think it is about Paul Maurice that makes him such a viable option behind the bench for the Jets? And do you think that he could be considered on the hot seat if the Jets start to struggle at all this season? Um, in regards to like why he would be so viable, I think it's just his his hockey sense. He He seems to be able to get... The young guys motivated. He seems to be able to to get the the older guys to to mentor the younger guys. Like his, he may not show a lot of emotion, and a, and a lot of Winnipeg fans will say, "Oh, he just stands there with a blank look on his face on the on the bench." Sometimes he doesn't even get mad at the referees when something happens, or he doesn't yell and scream. Or, but I mean, I think he's just so solid that. If they give him up, they know that he may go on to even bigger and better things in a different team under a different like ownership, GM, all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think I think he'll 
he'll stick around. I don't see him necessarily being on the hot seat, so to speak, but I mean, it's a short season. So 56 games, if they get off to a really bad start. Yeah. I mean, every coach is fireable. Obviously it's like every player is tradable. And even Line said the same thing. Like if Wayne Gretzky can be traded, I can be traded. I'm not worried about that. I mean, it's the same thing with, with, with a guy like, with a guy like uh, Paul Maurice. I mean, if you could see a guy like Mike Babcock get fired or a guy like Joel Quenville, like some of these big name coaches that were in one team for so long and then they get canned after a bad stretch, it's, I mean, it just goes to show you that changeover can happen to anybody. So I don't think he'll be on the hot seat, so to speak, but you could see a quick trigger pull uh, if they get onto a really bad start, but it would have to be really bad considering it's a 56 game season and it's only against six other teams realistically. So if we look at the standings from last year, and of course we have the points percentage instead of points because everybody finished at uh, an odd number of games. But we look at Winnipeg, they finished just at the bottom of a clump of Western Canadian teams in the middle. Do you think that they've done enough to perhaps move up in the standings? Are you worried they might move down at all? What are your expectations for where the Jets will finish in the standings this year? Um, to be honest, looking at that, I can... I can see them being in the top four for sure because it's the top four from each division that will make the playoffs. Um, if anyone's going to drop, I want to say Calgary. Um, I I know that Winnipeg Winnipeg has the skill. They're going to obviously, like, like I said before, need to work on the defense. The defense is a weakness, obviously. But it's a situation where it's so tight between Vancouver, Calgary, and Winnipeg. All three have really, really solid goaltenders now. You have Calgary that just got Jacob Markstrom. You have Vancouver that got Braden Holtby. So, I mean, that's going to be tough to, to beat those other goalies as well as, I mean, Edmonton and Toronto. I think Edmonton would be a situation where Edmonton might make it just strictly based on the McDavid and Dreisaitl line. Toronto, it, like, I don't. I don't know if they're going to move up or move down, but I can definitely see Winnipeg finishing top three or top four. Um, if they have a really good year, they might be the top team in, in the Canadian division. My personal projection for the Jets, I think that they, I agree, I think they could finish third or fourth, but uh, you never know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be as tight of a race it has it ever been, and... Time will tell. If the Jets sneak into the playoffs and they what what do you think that they might be able to accomplish in the playoffs? And what would you consider to be a successful season for the Jets this year? Um, considering if if they make it into the playoffs in let's say third or fourth position in that division, depending on how they figure out the the seeding for the playoffs, I can definitely see them making it to the conference final i don't know if it'll be considered a conference final or not but um i could definitely see them making it to the round before the stanley cup finals like the the semifinals i guess if you want to call it that but um i could definitely see that being a big success making it all the way to the cup final even if they do lose it would be an even bigger success and it would be something that they've never seen 
Um, obviously, like I said, it was a few years back, 2016, I believe it was, that they they lost in, in the third round against Vegas in their first year. So, I mean, it's a situation where if they can get over that hump and get to the Stanley Cup finals, that would be the ultimate success, even if they don't win the Cup. But I think uh, a reasonable expectation would be to get at least past the first two rounds. Awesome. And before I let you go, as this is a, a Sens-related show, do you think there's any chance that the Ottawa Senators sneak in and make a top four finish in the standings and just sneak into the playoffs? I can see it. Um, uh, I mean, being a fan of both teams, Winnipeg and Ottawa, I mean, I can definitely see Ottawa surprising a lot of people this year um, with with the additions that they brought in, like a Stutzla, uh, um, you have the, the the Alex Galchenyuk's. It's I think it's going to be a big a big addition for a lot of. Uh, for the team itself, I should say. And I think they can, they can definitely surprise a lot of people if they get, I mean, it's a shorter season. It's 56 games. If they get hot, they can, they can do anything. So I think they might, they might surprise a few people, maybe not make it into the fourth spot, but they might be definitely in the fifth, fifth or sixth, let's say like they might not be the worst in the, uh, the North division this year. Thank you very much, Eric, for taking the time to do this. I hope you enjoy the Jets season opener against the Flames on Thursday, and uh, maybe I'll have you on again later on in the season. For sure. Thanks, man. Thanks again to Eric for coming on the show today. I'm looking forward to having more previews for the Canadian teams in the coming days, and of course, looking forward to Ottawa versus Toronto on Friday night. Go Sens go! Pajot, 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 Pajot. First round pick, Mason, Silverberg for Ryan. McCulloch, Kovalev, California Road Trips, Laleem, Hasek, Gerber, Carousel of Goalies. Buddy Robinson, Ben Harper, Bobby Ryan, Sparta Cat, Boro, Hoffman, LeBreton is a no-go. Elliot Anderson, Alex Aldis back again. Dorian says, we're a team, someday we will win the cup. We didn't start the rebuild. It was always brewing since 2009. We didn't start the rebuild. No, we didn't start it, but this time we've got it. 